And we are live. Episode 26 of the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Today is, what's today? The 23rd? 22nd? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, 22nd. Like 22nd of October. <laughs> Woo! We're just uh, 13 days away from the last day for you to vote for the President of the United States and all sorts of other stuff. How you doing? My name is Sad Lover. What's happening? I'm Kenya Kabeen. Hope everybody's doing good. And thank you so much for checking out the Everybody Mad Live podcast. We got a great show lined up for you all today. Got a lot of hot topics to talk about. Uh, besides hot topics, we're going to talk about what's going on politically in the world right now. So leave your comment. Let us know your thoughts on the show. If you want to jump on with us, you could click on that link that you see right there mm, and you'll be good. You can also check us out on every. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Seth. Oh, no, I was just supporting you. I'm just okay. right in the background. <laughs> also, too, if you want to um, uh, check us out on anything uh, that is podcast streamable, you can do that on Facebook, uh, Spotify, YouTube, so many different ways. Apple Music, you can check us out. So with that being said, Sam, man, what's been going on, brother? How's your week been going? What's been happening? It's been good. We got good news uh, from uh, iHeart. iHeart uh, added us to the podcast, so now we're on that platform as well. So wherever you get your uh, platforms, please subscribe to it. Uh, if you got YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find all that through uh, the Solo Two Everybody Man. We don't do a good job of telling people to subscribe to our stuff. We just do the podcast and just yeah. go on about our business or whatever. But we, yeah. we got to tell people to try and support us because that actually I didn't realize that it helps because once people start liking your stuff and supporting it uh, like they do, because we 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 have a whole lot of viewers on Facebook, whole lot of viewers on uh, YouTube. I didn't realize if they don't view it or if they don't like it or things like that. That doesn't help out the algorithm. Once you like it and share it, that boosts it up and that helps us to uh, be seen on different platforms. So we want to make sure that we can have voices uh, on different platforms. So whatever help y'all can uh, help out, they'll be good. But um, yeah, I am uh, taking my COVID test this week uh, at some point. Um, actually, this week or next week, because we're okay. just a few weeks away from the election. And you know, I'm going to be a poll worker. So right. uh, one of the things we have to do is uh, provide our negative COVID-19 test. So I have to go uh, take one of those because I haven't taken one at all the entire the really? entire pandemic. I'm, I'm like, you ain't, you ain't putting nothing in my nose. I'm sorry. Like, I don't do the nose. I, I, I can't. I can't. Right. Like, it's so weird. But you know what? Are you doing the rapid test? Because there is a difference. Now, there is the original COVID test that goes all the way up. Like, it goes all the way up there. Yeah, they say that's the most accurate. Or you could do the, the rapid test. The rapid test is the test that I had a couple of weeks ago that we talked about. Like and that test, it's like it's pretty much like a uh, flu test where they go up like just probably right up here. Bit. Yeah. And they get some mucus and then you're good. But it, it tickles. You, you tear up a little bit. But I know it's not as painful as the original COVID test that a lot of people yeah. are afraid of getting that goes all yeah. the way up here. Yeah, and I hear it's they painful. Say. They, say, they say they say it's painful. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm, huh? No, and I was gonna say I, my COVID test. I had my results back in 15 minutes, bro. It was oh, no. real fast. Yeah, uh, we got some places uh, they're gonna send us to. I think they do them same day, or they do it within 24 to 72 hours, which which is still weird. It's like, man, like why can't all the tests just be instant, like that day? You should be able to know that day if you have yeah. uh, uh, any sort of COVID. Yeah, by now, be- like nine months later. Yeah, and you should be able to have it now. I, I will say because I was just driving down the street, minding my own business, leaving Golden Crust, and I saw all these people standing waiting for a COVID test. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I said, so I pulled up, and I was like, "Is this where they all do? Is this where you all do the free COVID test?" And they were like, "Yeah." Now, when I got out of the car, when I started filling out my information, they asked for my insurance. So I didn't ask how much the test cost, but my insurance pretty much covered the COVID test, my medical insurance. Yeah, it seems like it would be free too. Like, st- still in the pandemic, it should be like, hey, this is nobody's fault. We ain't know it was gonna come. It just came over here. Just, just help out, folks. Especially since, since they still trying to figure out how, <coughs> how much stimulus people are gonna get and so many things. So it's like, yeah. help people out now and do the stuff. I, like, that's the thing I hate about Republicans and Democrats. They just can't get together on 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 simple things that mm-hmm. people need for day to day life. Right. And that's why we're in this predicament that we're in right now, as far as the pandemic and as far as the racial pandemic that we're in, too. You know what I mean? It's like it just seems like people just can't get on the same page. Everybody wants to push their agenda when ultimately we're the ones that suffer. You know, we're the ones that have to deal with 
what's going on right now in the world. So hopefully things will change after the election. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see. Well, they say when America is sick, black people uh, have the pneumonia. Um, so uh, one of the things that black people have been doing preparing for that pneumonia over the uh, last year. Actually, I never knew this. Uh, black people were only about 15% of the population, but in 2020, we're actually 60% of all the new gun owners. Really? 60%. 60 this year, 2020. Wow. wow. So there's a lot of black people who see something on the horizon um, that they're getting prepared for. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We got a guest on the show today. Uh, he's a firearms expert and instructor, and also um, he's a um, he has his own firearm school. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, what's going on in the CCW world. Rick Ector, uh, he's standing by uh, waiting for us, but uh, we can get started the show. An anonymous grand juror in the Breonna Taylor case revealed this week that the grand jury never, deliber never deliberated homicide charges against the police officers involved in the raid because the Kentucky because the Kentucky General Daniel Cameron never presented anything to them. The jury said that the grand jury was not presented any charges other than the three wanton endangerment charges against the ex-cop Britt Hankerson. Now, the grand juror also added that the grand jury did not have homicide offenses explained to them. And he also said, well, they also said that the grand jury never heard anything about those laws. So uh, self-defense or justification was never explained either. So the big question is, why wasn't the grand jury ever given the option to bring the cops to kill Breonna to justice? Well, Daniel Cameron, he said that he felt that he couldn't make the charges stick. And that's the only reason why. The reality is he didn't even make an effort. Yeah, I think uh, and 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 you'll see some of the uh, information that's coming out is that he's trying to uh, block any further uh, kind of testimony, any sort of evidence coming out from the uh, grand jury. It's very interesting what's happening and that he's trying to cover up something and keep things from being uh, seen. So to me, that just tells me like without even being p political, that just tells me you have something that you don't want people to find out about. Yeah, It's something that's much. going to, to embarrass you or put you in a bad light. And you want to keep it out of the public. Yeah. And everybody's been talking about this. This has been going on since when, when was Brianna killed said this was man. Oh, that was uh, what is it? February, March. Yeah. My point is, is that people have been on him and, you know, they're riding him because yeah. everybody wants justice. And especially because, you know, something in the milk, like they say something in the milk ain't clean with the whole story, because, you know, you have all of these witnesses that say that they never heard the police say identify themselves when they were raiding yeah. her house. But then there was this one, you know, witness that said, oh, yeah, I heard the police identify themselves. Then they went off of that, but didn't go off the 12 people that said that they didn't right. hear anyone say anything. You know, but then right. that witness turned around and recanted exactly what they said and said, oh, yeah, that's not true. I actually did hear the police. They they did not actually say their name. They did not identify themselves. So right. it kind of has you scratching their head. Even uh, what, what was the other story that came out with Breonna Taylor? Uh, there was a ex-boyfriend that said that oh, yeah. he was actually uh getting mail at the house yeah yeah trying to like take the plea deal or something like that oh, yeah Just, yeah no no he was trying to say something uh bad about brianna that she was a drug dealer and all this kind of yeah, stuff yeah that's what they him. wanted him to say but he refused to take that deal yeah so i mean so we know that we know that people are lying we know that it's a lot of corruption going on and my thing is again people i don't know what it is about these politicians not being held accountable for their actions right now I, I just don't get it. Like everybody's just like, oh, okay, you know, cool. Well, you know, it is what it is. No, it isn't what it is. Like we need to hold these folks accountable for corruption. They're doing the wrong thing. They're not. Yeah. We need justice for Brianna. We need justice for everyone that's been slain by officers that were unarmed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, like Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend, they did everything right. They yeah. legally. They they were legally able to have a gun and. He didn't go guns a blazing like he heard something at the door and he fired one shot. Yeah. Sad and it's unfortunate. Leave your comments on this story. Let us know your thoughts on Breonna Taylor and this jury finally speaking out against the case. And of course, the Everybody Mad podcast. We're going to follow this story and keep you all up to date on what's going on. Ice Cube is defending working with Trump and his contract with Black America. Now, Cube said that he did it for the betterment of the Black community, and he made it clear, crystal clear, that he's not endorsing any candidate whatsoever. But it's kind of interesting, though, how the Trump administration 
will only listen to black entertainers and athletes, but never to any black political figure or someone with an expertise in politics. Now, it's also important to note that the Biden-Harris platform already addressed much of what Ice Cube was asking for. We already talked about this on previous episodes. Make sure that you check out the Everybody Mad podcast. But even though Cube doesn't really, you know, he said that he doesn't endorse anyone, it's clear, it's crystal clear, in my opinion, that he's not rocking with Biden. I think Ice Cube right now, he's doing a lot of press right now. He's on these talk shows and stuff. I think he's trying not to get canceled. Again, good intentions, because I understand that you're for the black community. But keep in mind, back in August, when we broke this whole story, because we were like one of the only first like people to be talking about Ice Cube yeah. and all this stuff right here. We were the first. Ice Cube, yeah. he was actually encouraging people not to vote. That ain't cool. And that's not supporting the black community. That is not for the black community. Trump has been in office for the past four years, hasn't done anything for black folks at all. You know what I'm saying? But now in the 11th hour, we're just, what, a, a 13 days until the election. Now you're trying to present us with a contract. You know what I'm saying? So the question is, should we cancel Ice Cube? And I also want to know, do you agree with his rhetoric? I don't want to sway anybody's opinion. And this is what I was saying on uh, Facebook. I was just trying to lay out the facts. Just lay out the facts because someone was saying, oh, yeah, you're wrong. Like Ice Cube is doing way more than whatever, whatever. And I was like, well, actually, like, like, like I had to bring up s- some facts about it. And and like the fact that um, here's Biden. Biden did his plan. And you can see his plan. I'm on his plan and I'm still scrolling. This is Biden's plan for black America. And I ain't going to read it. You can read it yourself. Uh, there's there's Ice Cube's plan, which is the contract for uh, black America. So I, I read that. So I had all three of them side by side. I just read all the different plans. And here's his plan. Uh, you have that plan. So you can go not quite as long, but there is a plan. Then you have uh, you got Trump's plan. Uh, he got his platinum plan. So um, and you got it there. So that's coming up now. So everybody has a plan. So basically, you got three plans. One mm-hmm. of the plans came out in May. The other plan came out in September. Ice Cube's plan came out in October. That's just facts. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to tell people that. And people was like, oh, no, Ice Cube's doing way more for black people. than I'm like, well, is he? Because he's kind of late to the game. And then now mm-hmm. I just looked at it and there's like almost 50 million people have voted. So. <laughs> It's like, why are you trying to give us a plan for why we should pick a side when people are already in this, bro? Like, you needed to do this back in May. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hit as hard because I'm not gonna say Ice Cube is like a sellout. A lot of people have said that they've called him Coon. Like, I've heard Ice Coon. I've heard so many different things. I, I ain't there. Like, you know, I like Ice Cube. You know, I love Players Club and Barbershop and know that. So I'm not canceled them out yet. But I'm just saying, like, like you said. It doesn't look like he's playing on both sides because from the facts that I just showed you, just on the plan, Biden, Biden out of the three, Biden, Ice Cube and Trump, Biden was the first one to actually think about putting down a plan for black people. Mm-hmm. Like that's just facts. And then the other part too is Cube, if you're going to play both sides, you have to play both sides. And I haven't heard him say anything negative about Trump at all. Trump at all. But he says negative stuff about Biden, and that's what's bothering me. He'll say, oh, well, you know, Biden didn't do this and Biden didn't do that. But he never once said anything about, well, Trump Trump just came out with this plan and and he's been in office for four years. And, you know, he keeps on saying, well, I, you know, I gave I gave the idea to the person in power. Well, why, why would you do that when you know the person in power don't care about us black people at all? <laughs> Will not denounce white supremacists. At all. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, I, I, I'm still trying to understand his whole rhetoric and his thought process. Yeah. Again, I think people aren't really listening to what Ice Cube is saying because he's I think he's kind of dancing around. And he's saying, well, well, I'm not for either side. And at, like a lot of the comments on social media, everybody is saying, oh, you know, Ice Cube is he he's really for the betterment of black people and this mm. and that. But no, you got to look at when he initially came out with this. See, no one. No one is talking about that because yeah. Ice Cube was really trying to deter people from voting. Right. And, 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 and he was honestly, fighting for Trump. My thing is he's trying to have have it like I am a looking out for my people when honestly, like we know Ice Cube is worth 
almost $150 million. So he stands to financially benefit from Trump being in office. So like, let's just call a spade a spade and let's just mm. say what it is. Like, I'm fine mm. with it. Like, be like 50 Cent. 50 Cent said, you know what? Yeah, I'm supporting Trump be because I'm not trying to pay this high tax rate. I get that. And mm -hmm. my thing is like, I don't care who you vote for. Pick who you want to pick. Just vote. But to me, Ice Cube is just being disingenuous about his reasons because A, if you were as 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 into black people, you should have got with the Biden camp in May when they first came out with theirs. Like it, like it seems like you're like you're trying to play us when you have some other intentions to like, like, dude, just make your money. Like, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with you being a Trump supporter and making your money because that's that's your motivation. That's fine. But don't try and sell me something and then tell me it's something else. Right. And, and that's exactly and like, that's what I was saying on Facebook is that like. Yeah, looking at all the other things, like he has a deal deal in Qatar worth worth like nine billion dollars. Don't tell mm. me he doesn't have some money in this game. People don't know about that, but make decisions based on what you need to make them on. But don't try and lie to me and tell me that you're making them for my benefit when you know that it's for your own personal benefit first. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. Leave your comments. I see some comments coming in. Miss Moore down in Savannah. Checking in with us, she said, Amen, Kenya, 11th hour with an everyday uh -oh. liar. So I uh, totally agree with her on that. She said, uh, Catfishing us with the colored people were platinum. <laughs> also, let's see who else is checking in. Shouts out to the drunken monk. Sean checking us, checking us out from South Carolina, actually, Georgetown, South Carolina, where uh, you and I used to do radio together, you know, uh, down in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yeah. So he's checking in with us. Really appreciate everybody showing love as we are live, the Everybody Live Man podcast. Now, uh, I know, Seb, we're going to bring on a guest for this topic right here. A lot of folks all over the country and especially in Michigan are stocking up on guns because of possible violence after the election. Gun stores in Michigan right now, they're seeing a huge surge in firearm sales because their governor was almost kidnapped and murdered by a white supremacist group uh, like not too long ago. So the question is, are you concerned about violence after the election down here? This isn't just Michigan, too, but even here in Georgia, here in Atlanta, I have friends that are stocking up on guns. You know, like the lines are crazy out the door when you drive past, a, you know, a, a gun store and everybody's trying to get armed because they are concerned about people acting out when yeah. the results of the election go down. And yeah. once again, you know, Trump at, at that debate told everybody, he said, what did he say? Stand, stand, stand up, stand down, oh, whatever. Stand, he by, stand by for the uh, Boys. Yeah. So that's so yeah. So he's he's just letting people know, like, if you have an issue with the way things go, then you're more than welcome to wow out. So that's why people are arming themselves right now. Yeah, you know, I have friends on both sides. I, I obviously I know a lot of black Republicans as well. And uh, if America's in any sort of duress or anything, it's not going to matter what your political affiliation is, um, because at the end of the day, um, to a racist, a black Republican looks just like a black Democrat. You know what I'm saying? So, so like there are people on both sides who are paying attention to that and paying attention to uh, what they're doing, particularly women. Women also have uh, had an increase in uh, new gun ownership. I think about 40% of new gun ownerships is going to women as well. So we figured we want to bring on the show um, a local expert on guns. He's certainly um, uh, well connected to the uh, NRA. He is a um, Firearms instructor and also um, a part of the uh, well, the founder and CEO of uh, Rick's Firearm Academy and also a veteran of the United States Air Force. And also he's a training counselor and city range safety officer. Let's bring it to the show for this conversation. Rick Ector. What's going on, Rick? Can you hear us? Hey, man. Yes, sir. Hey, Mr. Rick. Long time. No see. You've been doing OK. What? It hasn't been that long, man. You know what? I can still remember us getting together for the last time we uh, had a powwow. It might have been uh, maybe a few months ago, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was probably like May or something like that. So um, things might have changed a little bit since May. Um, how have you seen any of the uptick? So, so we looked at it, and it looks like just in the first quarter, 5 million guns were sold. Just in the first, what, January through May. So that was probably before we talked. Well, uh, since then, I... There is a very healthy and voracious appetite for firearms right now, and it's not just in the metro Detroit area across the state of Michigan, but it is yep. across our nation. 
And there are a few things that you highlighted in some of the topics that you all talked about uh, in a few uh, segments before. You know, the things that I want to draw attention to is when you take into account all of these individual factors, you got the pandemic, you have crime, which was a problem before the pandemic. You've had increased crime during the pandemic because their uh, law enforcement has been impacted. Uh, you have violence, regular street violence that's happening, whether it's political, social, or otherwise. And, you know, I hate even looking at the local newscast sometimes. And then yeah. if you look across the country, there's riots. You have police officers who are being told to stand down and not address people being violent. Now, as a Second Amendment supporter, I believe that the second one, the purpose of the second was to protect the first. Having yeah. said that, I fervently believe and support any opinion that you have. I truly do. And whether I agree with it or not, you still have the right to say what you feel and what you believe. The minute right. you cross the line and start using violence, you start rioting and you start burning right. things up, then I'm going to have to take exception with what you're doing. And then, of course, we have the election. Any one of these individual factors has the potential to set a brand new sales record for firearms in this country. We have all four or five of these issues working in tandem simultaneously, and the result is predictable. This year, we have sold more guns in this country than any other, other year on record, wow. and we have wow. exceeded those sales by 40%. And we still have a couple of months to go. Sales wow. are so strong that new gun owners can't find ammunition to load those guns with. So it's kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg, man. You need both. A gun without ammo is totally useless. Uh, what I'm being told is primers. Uh, it's a part of the actual ammunition cartridge. Seems to be the bottleneck. And... Uh, We'll just have to ride it out, and hopefully none of the predictions that I'm hearing certain people in popular media and culture, they think that if the election goes one way or another, that that's going to add another level of violence. I'm looking at our, our, our country right now, and we're awash in violence as we speak. So when you talk about people... Uh, looking at their local communities, they're looking at their local law enforcement, local law enforcement in some communities, particularly in communities of color, are being told to stand down and let some of these things happen while things get burned down and people get robbed and killed. So, yes, I'm a gun rights advocate. I believe in the First Amendment all the way until you start committing violence. And then I'm going to ask that you be addressed, that you be arrested, and you be held accountable. Mm, that's a real good so, point, Mr. Ecker. Let me, oh, go ahead, Seth. Where? Okay, well, let me ask you something. What is the process for people out there that are curious about purchasing a gun? You know, like just newbies, people that have no idea. Is the process, is it, is it a long process? Does it take a while to get your license? How does that work? Well, there's two things. There's buying a gun and then there's getting a concealed pistol license. And the elephant in the room, of course, is that you have a national show and you have a national audience. Many gun laws that come into play are on a regional or in many cases, a statewide basis or in their local municipalities. So many people, people of color, tend to live in areas which have the highest gun control. For example, a fair number of our people live in New York City. The average person in New York City cannot legally buy a firearm. It's just because of gun control. If you look at a place like Detroit, Michigan, where we have uniform uh, gun laws and ammunition laws all across the state, it's a fairly straightforward process. But then again, I, I don't want to uh, say that what happens in Michigan is good for the rest of the nation. But in Michigan, where I reside, if you are 21 years of age, can pass a background check and take a qualifying course, you would then be able to apply for a concealed pistol license, which allows you to carry a concealed pistol on or about your person wherever you may legally go if you don't go into a gun-free zone. 
However, an issue that has reared its ugly head in Detroit, which is a predominantly black city, greater than 70% black, we find that for some reason, the process for getting a concealed pistol license is uh, not being handled appropriately. By that, I mean, if you go and try to set an appointment to try to submit your application for a concealed pistol license, you have to wait for an appointment nine months in the future and then go in nine months later, submit an application, pay your fee, and then wait to be approved. Now, as a gun rights advocate in a predominantly black city, it absolutely smells and it stinks. It, in my opinion, is tantamount of gun control. And yes, I live in Detroit within the boundary. I'm not in the suburbs. Lifelong resident. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in having the ability to get a concealed pistol license if you meet the requirements. Having to wait nine months to turn in an application is unacceptable. The state of Michigan is making a ton of money on these licenses. What's being done with the money? Where is it being spent? How can we can't bring resources to bear to address these apparent issues and difficulties in getting the license? It, it's unconscionable. Right, because right. it's because it's almost like if 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 I was to watch the local or the national news um, and hear and listen to the punditry, uh, because obviously they got twenty four hours every day to talk about, so they gonna find all sorts of things to kind of get us worked up about anyway. Um, so if I'm listening to that and then I decide, you know what, I need to protect myself. Um, realistically, I probably can't get a gun legal legally before well, the. You can, you can buy a gun legally. I'll tell you this: it won't be the gun you well, probably you actually want. It you might have to go down to your third choice, your fourth choice, your fifth choice, your sixth choice. But you can definitely get something. Uh, now here's the thing. If you're going too far down your preferred list, you might significantly be sacrificing quality and liability. But if you go high on the list, you may be spending much more for a gun than you absolutely need. For example, if I told you the average self-defense gun would maybe be between four and six hundred bucks. Well, gee, those guns aren't even available. You're going to have to buy those premium competition level firearms and you might actually pay an exorbitant amount of money and then you have to ask yourself am i going to willingly pay through the nose to get a gun to have a gun or not have one and if you're looking at the local newscast you're thinking to yourself i better get something right yeah right I think I think wow. that's the overall consensus with a lot of people like you heard us talk about earlier, where a lot of people just feel there's a sense of, you know, uncertainty coming up with the election. You know, no people don't know how things are going to go. And it's, I, and it I think, is the election, but it's things before we even get to the election right now. Yeah. The things yeah. we're dealing with right now, the pandemic, crime, pandemic, poverty here in Detroit, man. Some of the, the wanton, violent, unnecessary problems that we're having right now, it boggles the mind, man. And we still have the specter of what's going to happen, you know, in the future. So it's not a good place right now, man. It's not a good place. Definitely. So, Rick, um, I guess um, as we're thinking forward right, and uh, looking at different things, um, talk a little bit about uh, what your process is and, and uh, how how people come to you if they made the decision. All right, well, 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 I have my finances ready. I know what gun I'm going to get. Now, what are my steps so that I can do this thing legally? Because we've seen what's happened when people don't do it legally. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, man, and there's been some stories in the local media here, man, when you're looking at a nine month wait for an appointment for an app to, for, to submit your application, when we're looking at some of the challenges that we have locally, people who would ordinarily qualify for the license and who've actually taken the training, they're disenfranchised from even filling out the application for nine months. Many of them are tempted to carry anyway, right? Yeah. And of course, if they're caught, 
or heaven forbid they actually have to use that firearm, now they're subjected to a felony which will forever uh, take away their right to legally own a gun. It's just not a good place, man. But yeah. if an individual wishes to get a concealed pistol license, you must be 21 years of age, uh, be able to pass a criminal background check, and take a qualifying eight-hour course that will teach you everything about fundamental fu uh, firearm safety. It will actually teach you some ways to deter a criminal defense attack, how to significantly lessen the odds of being selected. And, of course, if, you know, for no other reason you've done everything you could to not put yourself in a vulnerable position, you are attacked. If someone creates an imminent attack of great bodily harm, sexual assault, or death, you have the, the legal option to use lethal force without a duty to retreat. You don't have to run first, which uh, may exist in some states. It's the so-called stand-your-ground law. And some people take exception to it, but uh, I don't believe that if someone is trying to rob me or kill me or otherwise carjack me or victimize me, that I should have to run first and have some prosecutor asking me, why did I run south instead of east? You know, that really is unconscionable. But, you know, two uh, questions people typically raise, I believe every shooting should be investigated fully by law enforcement. And yep. if there is something that was done improperly, done not in accordance with the law, I will be the first person who would argue that that person be held accountable. Absolutely. Mr. Hector, let me ask you something. You mentioned background check. Does the background check include anything about where a person is mentally, you know, like mental stability? Because there's a lot of people that are uh, unhealthy mentally. They have mental issues. And it seems like uh, even taking it back to uh, what was the church shooting in South Carolina said with the uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Roof? you know, who was mentally yeah. ill and, and went in a church, he had access to a gun. You know, are, are people being screened mentally before they get guns? Is there a screening? No, there isn't a screening per se. However, if you've ever been adjudicated as having a mental illness, and that is part of your public uh, record, so to speak, yes, that will force you to be ineligible to buy a firearm or possess a firearm. In many of these cases, and, and, you know, there's been so many of them, many people knew that these people had problems and issues. Many of these people were adjudicated of having a mental defect. And some of these people are just plain evil. But here's the point. Regardless of whether you've been adjudicated of being mentally ill or you're just a criminal or just plain flat right evil, the fact that it's already against the law for you to have a firearm will not deter you from getting one and using it to do bad things. Mm. Right. That makes sense. Wow. Man. I think the better, the bigger issue, man, is to enable and empower people so such that if evil ever appears, that you're able to put it down and put it down quickly with the loss of less life possible. I don't relish the opportunity of being forced to defend myself and potentially shoot, injure, and kill another person. My sole concern is personal protection, and I hope that I never am put in a situation in which I need to defend myself. However, if that should happen, I will use my talents, my skills, my ability, my equipment to do what I have to do to protect myself from a criminal attack against my life or someone that I love that is in my direct company when I'm out and about. Wow, that's awesome. We appreciate that, Rick. We put your information up on the screen so people can get in contact with you because I know you have uh, appointments that you set for people who need some um, uh, some consultation so that they can make their next steps on uh, purchasing a gun and that sort of thing. And uh, you have uh, training. You got your own school, uh, Rick's Firearm um, Academy. Uh, so you do this. This is what you do. Yeah, it's what I do, man. And let me tell you, you want to know how I started? I started as a guy who. Uh, only firearm I own, and you guys in the South can appreciate this. Only thing I own was a 12 gauge shotgun. That was it. I had no desire wow. to be a handgun owner. I had no desire to get a concealed pistol license. You know what happened? One night around uh, this time of the year when it gets dark early, I was coming home from work, and two younger versions of people that looked like me 
robbed me at gunpoint in my driveway. Wow. Mm. Wow. And so I had an epiphany, and I decided to take on a more active role in my personal protection. And uh, mm. I haven't looked back, man. Well, kudos to you, Mr. Ector. We really appreciate you being on the show this evening, too. Don't forget, you can reach out to Mr. Rick Ector. Uh, what's your social media? Well, I always ask because it's, it's right there on the screen. But for the people that's listening, there, there are people that's listening on Spotify that, that oh, yeah, can't. You, you're right. You're right. Good point. Good point. Mm -hmm. This is a podcast. Well, We're recording. Right, so, so please shout out your social media handles, Mr. Ector. Social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm Mr. I am Detroit CCW, D-E-T-R-O-I-T, CCW. Don't get the I and the O mixed up as you'll spell the riot instead of Detroit. Look forward <laughs> to anybody who wants to reach out to me, and uh, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Definitely. All right. Well, we really we appreciate, appreciate you. Again, I see some comments coming in for Mr. Ector, too, before he goes uh, from, let's see, Felicia Nicole. She said, this whole topic has me anxious. Been feeling this way for months. Great show, guys. Great info. All right. There we go. All right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for your time this evening, sir. You stay blessed. And I'm sure we're going to have you back on the show real soon, Rick. And all you have to yeah, do appreciate is time for you. And thank you for allowing me to be on the show and to speak with your listening audience. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate your time, Rick. Yeah. Great information today. Great information today. Well, has me thinking yeah. about getting yeah. it done. Yeah. Like it's in, and it's just one of those things because black people, we... We we just we just have a different reality just because we look like we look and 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 like we just know that people have ill intentions and and you know sometimes yeah. people can look at you funny and like I've been I've been thinking I I saw this video it, it was uh, an Instagram video the, uh, there was this guy black guy he had a bag and he was walking mm -hmm. down the street and two white guys uh, came at him mm -hmm. he reached into his bag. But kept walking away. He reached into his bag and kept walking away. The uh, two guys kept coming at him, and he ended up shooting them. Mm. So it's, it's it's like we're we're in a weird weird little state, weird little environment where people just are brave enough to even want to try and try you. Because me, if I saw a brother with his hand in his bag like this while he's still walking, <laughs> there's no way that I would keep coming at him. No way. Yeah. No way. But exactly. yeah, like you got some crazies, you got some idiots who are out there. So like I so so I get people with you. Yeah, you got a lot of people who are feeling just like Felicia are feeling. Like we do need to start thinking about this. I know um historically, black people, we are not gun owners. Um, I think maybe you historically about 15, 20% of black 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 America really owns guns. That's increasing mm -hmm. now. Uh, most yeah. of the guns, really, if you want to know traditionally who owned guns, were white men. White men were the were the democratic effort that really owned and bought. All the guns, right. but that's changing now. Black people right. are seeing what the world is given. Women are seeing what the world is given, and you notice those two demographics are the highest demographics uh, for people making new gun purchases in 2020. So, yeah, you might not hear yeah. a lot about it, but people are thinking about it, and people are going ahead and doing it. So, uh, notice to the uh, proud boys or anybody else trying to be crazy. Black women and black people are arming themselves. So be they're careful. ready. Well, that, that I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I'm skipping over said, you know, I know that we have a kind of run of the show and everything like that. But this is a great segue into the Amber Riley story. Now, actress Amber Riley uh, from Glee, you all know she's an amazing actress. She actually had a run in with the Trump supporter this past week. It really amazes me how Trump supporters can be so violent and, and so negative and really feel like they can just run up on you, you know, and, and, and you know, just kind of just tell you their thoughts and, and, and kind of be hostile with people. Right. So pretty much they call Amber on the wrong day. And we have a clip of what she said happened. So said's getting ready to play this portion right here, but this is crazy. This just speaks to the fact that like, where, where do we, how do we get here? Why can't we just think one way politically and you, and you be fine with the way I think yeah. politically and not That's try and do something to me. Right, just just have your opinion. Guess what? I know yeah. it's Trump supporters. I have neighbors that are Trump supporters. It's cool. I have I have friends that are Trump supporters, but I'm not. You know, they're not threatening me any old kind of way. They're not trying to right. spit on me and try to shoot me or leaving uh, uh, crosses and stuff in my yard, burning crosses and stuff like that. So this is what Amber said happened to her. Oh, 
What does what is what does being a Trump supporter mean? Because I just drove into a parking lot because I'm going into a store. Drove into a parking lot. This older white man with a Trump hat on decides before I can drive into the parking lot, I'm in the driveway, decides he's gonna jump in front of my car, take his Trump hat off, use it as some kind of badge telling me that I needed to stop. Like he was like, stop pointing at the Trump supporter part of his hat. And when I was like, whatever, move along, like get from the front of my car so I can go and do what I have to do, this mother spit on my car. In 2020, he saw a black woman, decided that he was going to try and punk me, and the motherfucker spit on my car. I, I really honestly don't have work. I don't. I'm not the one, the two, or the three. Okay? <laughs> I'm not the person that takes the phone out and make you feel this. When you're doing racist, I'm a beach. I don't condone violence, but I do condone self-defense. Okay, because I, I I can ignore your racist bullshit. But when it comes to assault, I'm not taking my phone out. This is not a game. I will beat your ass. That's what needs to start happening. How how much how much do you guys expect black people to take? How much more do y'all expect us to take? How? Right. I should have called my bros. I should have just let them come up there and beat his. I'm very human, and I don't understand why we are expected so much to handle. I don't, but I can say this peacefully, and we're supposed to be pacifist and just be passive and let people know. No. 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 no, if I would have found him in that store because I did go and look for him, I probably would be in jail right now. <laughs> but okay, so that's pretty much how everybody's feeling right now. That's how we yeah. as a culture of black people are feeling. We are tired, we are fed up, and you can't, you have to be held accountable for your actions. So if you run up on me, you run up on somebody I love, you got to be held accountable for your actions. You and if you, if you if you do something violent towards me, if you don't 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 throw a rock at me and don't expect me to fucking throw a rock back at you. Excuse my language, you know what I'm saying? But that's just how I feel. That's yeah. how everybody feels right now. I mean, if you quartered a mouse into a corner, that mouse gonna whoop yo. He, well, he gonna die trying. I just keep asking myself, how we get here? How we get? I ain't gonna blame it all on Trump. He's a big part of it, but I ain't gonna blame it all on him. Because he had a whole lot of people that went along with him. At some point, all the people who said, that, oh, yeah, I don't like what he says or I don't like how he thinks. Well, y'all should have did something at that point so that it wouldn't continue and and and, and like cause all these residual issues. But you got a new class of people, not just black people, but just a new class of people who just ain't taking just the craziness. Um, it, it like I, um, I, I pray I pray that we don't have any sort of big racial animus or anything that's crazy nothing like the 60s or the 50s or the civil rights movement like i pray that we don't have people who still have that mindset because if we do it's going to be bloodshed because what they're fighting against now is an armed populace black folk ain't had the guns that they had back in the civil rights or back in jim crow when they were going through some of the things that they were subjected to they didn't have that but now they do. Now you have a class of black people who are like, you know what? I'd rather deal with the court system than deal with the cemetery. Mm -hmm. I'd rather take my chances and defend myself before I allow you to kill myself. And there's a whole block of people who think like that. So my hope is that we don't get to that point so that we don't have to allow those people to expose who they are because they will. You yeah. got some crazy people doing it. Like you got people killing people for crazy things now. People people are fed up right now. People are fed up. That's why all this rioting's been going on. 
Let us know your comments with the Everybody Mad podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Um, I want to um, take it back to uh, some more stuff on Trump. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but there was a cop down in Miami that was wearing a pro-Trump face mask. They said Trump 2020 and no more bullshit. Now, guess what? It's all good. You're, you're, hey, if, if you're a cop, you can wear that. When you're not at work, that's cool. But this cop actually had it on while patrolling a polling station and it went viral. Officials want him suspended immediately. Said, do you have a picture of this right here, brother? They said that he will be dealt with. They ain't say what the deal with me, but um, they did say that See, that's from BS too when they say he will be dealt with because we don't. And guess what? This story is going to go away, and they might not ever deal with him. You know what I mean? Right. But this is inappropriate when you are at work. You know, you don't. You don't. When you're working on the job, and especially at a polling place of all places, at a polling place, like polling even. Like even That's, places like like Starbucks, like like Starbucks won't allow you to wear a political ma- uh, mask and things like that at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So why would you why would you in your mind say like, you know what, I'm going to wear this Trump thing when I know I'm going to the polling? Place. No, you know, you have to like like you can't take sides, but it's just that wanton like 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 disrespect for what the laws are are and what the rules and regulations and customs are. They just feel like they can do what they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> without no consequence. That's that privilege. All right. Speaking of privilege, well, this isn't really speaking of privilege, but uh, I think that he feels like he's privileged because he's a coon. Georgia State Representative Bernie Jones. Did you all hear about this right here? Now, he used to be a Democrat. He's jumped over to the Republican side. Literally, it was it made a lot of people sick. It made me sick. Personally, I'm just going to speak on behalf of Kenya Cabin. I saw this video and it made me sick. Like he it showed it's a video of him jumping into a crowd of maskless Trump supporters and crowd surf with no mask during a Trump rally that went down last Friday right here in the beautiful state of Georgia. When I tell you this is coonery at its finest. And the homie actually went on. I'm calling him it the homie. Homecoming. Leave him alone. It was homecoming. You said what? It was homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But can, can you believe this right here? Look, look at him. And I wish you had like the audio, like the, the actual video right here, but he's smiling and everybody's smiling and stuff like that. It's just is so corny. He's not remorseful either. But my thing is, you don't have on a mask. We're in a pandemic. I hope he doesn't end up like Herman Cain. Mouth wide open. Everybody else mouth wide open. Breathing. All that hot breath. Oh, it's another black guy. Yeah, and he's smiling too, boy. Is that like, a snake? Oh, that's oh, that's a rattlesnake skin or a camouflage hat or whatever. Oh, yeah. Ain't yeah. nobody got mask on. Mouth wide open. Hey, you yeah. want some COVID? Let me spray you with some COVID. That's COVID. COVID. All now, I'm not even going to tell you the uh, connection that I have to Vernon Jones. Um, um, but I, but I've said it on the previous show, so I won't say it anymore. But um, ain't that your representative? Ain't that your state rep? Yeah, but he's not my state rep. Well, well, he's in DeKalb County. How close are you to, to DeKalb? I live in Cobb County. I said DeKalb. Oh, DeKalb. You said DeKalb. It's DeKalb County. DeKalb. <laughs> DeKalb. <laughs> where's, 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 DeKalb. Yo, but no, but said, you know, I saw this and I'm like, bruh, like, this is this is Herman Cain once again. And I and, and I don't wish COVID on anybody. That's not what type of a guy I am. Said is not like that either. But if I mean, this is like he's just asking for it. He's asking for COVID. At least put on a mask, bruh. Really? Nah, he's nah, he's all in there. And, and and like the funny thing is that like he's it, I don't know, like the these Republicans find the worst people because 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 I have a connection to him. So I know a little bit about him. I know he's from the Cobb County and um I know he used to run it. Um <laughs> <laughs> the cop county. <laughs> the cop. <laughs> but everybody um, got uh, mad at him. Uh, right. They they don't they don't like him down there either because he was he was real big on corruption. He was given no big contracts. I think he gave a million dollar uh uh landscaping contract or or a million dollar tree cutting <laughs> contract to a company that ain't even got no chainsaws. 
Like, <laughs> like dude is dude is corrupt, corrupt. So maybe that's why he left the Democratic Party and went over to the Republicans because he found a home right there with all those other criminals. The, the right. all those criminals. Because they're all corrupt over there. They're all corrupt. I'm just saying. And I know I have a lot of Republican friends. I I know there's some a lot of Republicans that are watching us right now, but I mean it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Yeah. He lost his like he lost as a Democrat when he was trying to run for county again. I think he lost that. I think he ran for something else uh with the county. He lost that. I think he ran for mayor. I think he lost that. So like he was trying all these jobs, lost all those jobs, finally got elected to the uh, state rep, got that, but tried to run for a reelection. The poll said that he was going to get wiped out. So he dropped out of the race. And <laughs> and uh, that's when he switched. So oh, I'm no longer a Democrat. I'm a Republican. So he is a, some, something weird about bro. Like bro, bro is a, like an opportunist. Like I've never seen a bigger opportunity as, as him. But look him up. Look up, Vernon Jones of uh, Metro Atlanta. And file that under Coons, Karens, and COVIDs. COVIDians. <laughs> Keeping it moving. Let's switch to entertainment. Jesse Smollett back in the news and back in entertainment. This time, not as an actor, but as a director. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We all thought that his career was going to be over after he allegedly staged a hate crime. Look, I said allegedly staged a hate crime last year. But Jesse was spotted in New York directing the film adaptation of B-Boy Blues starring R&B singer Lettucey, Brandon Evans, and Broderick Hunter. Um, what's interesting about this is that, you know, and and that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Jesse because the game is... It's, it's hard out there, you know what I'm saying? But he's still finding work. But it's just kind of interesting that he's that he's back, if that makes sense. If that just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like, it's almost like, because mm, well, Chicago, you forgot about it. You said what? They still trying to get him. Well, see, because here's the th- thing, because I thought that we canceled Jesse Smollett. I, th- I really thought that he was canceled because the reality is, is that Jesse allegedly came up with this whole, you know, uh, Trump supporters attack me and everything like that. And see, now Jesse still claims he's innocent. I don't know if you still have the clip of this or not. That do you still do you have a clip of that? Oh, of the um, of, his, of Jesse uh, saying that he's innocent. So Jesse still proclaims that he's innocent. He says, "Okay, there's more stuff that you all don't know. You can't believe the media." Uh, but you know the the facts were in black and white the way that they broke it down, saying that you know he staged this attack on him. Then he lied and said that it was Trump supporters. And see the reason, and he's 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 like, "Well, I don't understand why people won't let this go. They they refuse to let it go. Well, they refuse to let it go because." When somebody like Amber Riley, who we just got through talking about, says that this was a Trump supporter, people might not believe her because of some shit that you did. You see what I'm saying? So you can't actually, say. And that's a great point, because um, actually, um, when I was looking for video of, of the Amber Riley thing, uh, one uh-huh. of the videos that came up on YouTube um, was a Republican. Um, um, and I think the, the handle was like angry, angry Republican or something like that. So that was his handle. And, um, it literally said, um, um, Amber Riley, is she giving us another Jesse Smollett? See what I'm saying? So that's why people won't let it go because Jesse made up this whole story. Now what Amber said clearly looks like it's the truth, but when Jesse, you know, it could have been, he, he could have just stopped that. Yo, this was a, attack on uh you know it was a a homophobic attack or you know like this was a a hate crime or something like this but as soon as he said trump and said that these were people from the trump side that attacked him then it changed everything and now if any celebrity says oh well a trump you know a trump person spit on my car and stuff people are going to be scratching their head looking at them sideways like you know hitting them with the side eye like do we really believe you and it's because of jesse smolder so no people are not going to forget it and no jesse you need to be held accountable for what you did point blank period and and i understand that you know he's saying oh well you don't know the truth and everything like that well I saw the truth, you know, like they had a complete breakdown of everything. So yeah. it is what it is, bro. You know you what lie, I'm saying? And, and the city of Chicago, I think the city of Chicago is still trying to file a lawsuit against him, right? They are. They haven't let that go. He hasn't been cleared of that. Yeah, as well as he should. He shouldn't be cleared of it. So yeah. 
Tory Lanez jumped on Instagram Live this past Tuesday to defend himself against accusations that he shot Megan the Stallion. I don't know if Seth is going to play the clip or not, but it was just a whole bunch of BS, in my opinion, coming from his mouth. Because at the end of the day, Megan said what she said, and that's it. And Tory, after after he said all this stuff, this first time he ever talked live about this whole situation right here, he said that him and Megan are still friends. Megan's response said, Tory is genuinely crazy. He's mentally, something's off with him if he thinks that we are still friends after this MF just shot right. me. Really? You, and clearly right. he is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, and you say, you don't, uh, yeah, there, there it is right there. He goes into this long thing. I don't believe anything that he has to say. You know, I think it's, I think it's a bunch of BS. I think that I, I believe Megan. Uh, he said that only two people know what happened because it was just him and Megan in the car, but actually Megan's friend was in the car too. And was the driver in the car too? <laughs> you said what? Wasn't the driver in the car too? No, no, it was it was actually Tori, Megan, and there wasn't a driver. There was and then yeah, the driver, but, right? No, I thought it was just three people in the car. I thought it was four, but either way, like he, he yeah, 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 like it don't make sense. And 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 then for her to immediately come out with, with the tweet, I, I thought I saw had the tweet, but yeah, she said he's crazy. He yeah. he is crazy. I did mute him. I'm gonna mute him back again. I don't even care what he's got to say. Yeah, it's it's yeah, because it's just a waste of time, and we we getting re- getting ready to wrap things up on the Everybody <laughs> Mad podcast. A couple it more things matter, <laughs> right? Because it's just BS. It's just a bunch of lies. You know what I mean? Straight Remember up. when um, Takashi Six Nine pled guilty to using a child in se- in a sexual performance? Yeah, he actually took a plea deal back in 2018 that landed him four years probation. Well, how's about he's being sued by the woman who was in that video? The woman oh, wow. identified as Jane Doe is suing 6ix9ine for child sexual assault, child sexual abuse, and infliction of emotional distress at a party from 2015. She was only 13 years old at the time when it went down. And yeah, Takashi needs to be sued. And because he 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 was on probation for it, got off scot-free because, of course, he got that bread like that. Okay. But Let's be honest. He needs to be held accountable for his actions. And of course, now that the woman is now that she's not a child anymore, she's 18 years old. She is going for the gusto. She's suing. Yeah, she's, she's suing. Him. And, and, and rightfully so. So I will definitely follow this story with Takashi 69 said, do you have uh, Bill Cosby's mugshot uh, before we go? Uh, yeah, I had it some somewhere. Where is it at? Why they do Mr. Cosby like this, man? Just let him. So, okay. So pretty much what happens is most lockdown facilities, they usually update inmates mugshots periodically because their appearance, it could change over time. So that's the case with Bill Cosby. We all know that he's on lock, He's on lockdown right now in Pennsylvania uh, where he's doing time for sexual assault and his mugshot has gone viral and drum roll, please. Why they do him like that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I just there's no point in it. There's no point in even you know like I, I think there's no At least point. He, got a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> he looked happy. He smiled through the pain. <laughs> he need a haircut though. Yeah, among other things, yeah. Yeah, poor Mr. Cosby. Uh, Taraji P. Henson, love Taraji. She just announced that she's single again, confirmed that she's splitting up with her fiancé, Kelvin Hayden. Um, It's unfortunate, you know, but Taraji pretty much was like, she knows what she wants, and they tried to go to counseling to work things out, but they weren't on the same page. Apparently, Mm -hmm. she was down with counseling. He wasn't, so she was like, Yo, if that's the case, you don't want to put time and effort into this relationship. So, deuces. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's a he's a baller. I don't know why Taraji decided to do that anyway. Like, I I is like to me, it's just difficult for you. You got a busy schedule. He has a busy schedule. Being playing for the NFL. Yeah, it's like it's hard to make that work, ain't it? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, final story said because I'm not gonna do the. Oh, we're gonna do Dr. Dre. <laughs> oh. I thought we were. I thought we weren't talking about Dr. Dre's. What's the other story? 
I ain't got no thirds. Oh, well, we don't have to do blue. And I got to go to the bathroom. This drink, I, I was drinking, I don't know if you all noticed, I was drinking this um, Bailey's Almond Milk. They have like a, a vegan, non-dairy version of Bailey's with almond milk. And it's starting to run through me. And I promise I got to piss like a racehorse. <laughs> I'm glad they needed to all know that. They did. <laughs> well, this is our shots live for the debate. The debate is going on right now. I think it's showing on all the uh, networks. So if you want to see it, uh, you can tune in. You can probably watch it on Facebook, too. Um, I thought about just doing some commentary on it, but I don't care because 50 million people have already voted now. Who? Wh why are we even going through all this extra right. at the middle of the fifth hour, 11th hour? Like, we voting. Like I'm just I'm tired of this. Let's go. Everybody's everybody's voted. Um I voted already, voted uh last week here in Atlanta. Early voting is happening until the 30th. So make sure that you get to the polls and vote. Yeah. Yeah, you got to. Got to make sure you vote. Exercise your right. Make your plan. Um if you haven't mailed your ballot, don't mail it. Drop it off. If by now you ain't mailed your ballot, it's it's less than two weeks. Do not put it in the mail. Take it to your clerk. Take it to your precinct, wherever you need to take it to. Dropbox. Use a Dropbox. Do not allow the mail to uh, hold your vote or do anything like that. Um, I think next week we'll try and um, do a last minute little voting uh, little show um, on the Everybody Man Live podcast because uh, that'll be the last show before um, November 3rd. So we'll uh, have that and we'll do some other stuff. I can see it on your face. I can see it. It's oozing out. It's oozing out. <laughs> it's been real. It's been a great show. Make sure you follow us. Follow us, subscribe, like, listen, and watch everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on Apple everywhere. All right. We'll see you next Thursday. Same time, same place.